Hello, everybody. If you would like to listen to our mother review, ooh, mother, just skip 11 minutes ahead. Is that good? How are we starting? I don't know. <laughs> You're the one who said to hit the record. I didn't say that. You just like went in a bad, a bad friend. Andrew, don't lie to me. <laughs> don't lie to the podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the- boys and girls, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. I can hear every every time you move in that chair. Welcome back. Welcome back. Well, uh, <laughs> so this is the first episode of Welcome Back, the movie podcast with Sam Bannigan and Andrew Thomas. Hello. I'm Sam Bannigan. I'm Andrew Thomas. There it is. Yeah, there it is. That's it. We started it. We it's started. Gold. <laughs> it's gold. Uh, Hopefully so you're listening. Maybe we're just talking to no one. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so the first, I don't know, we said like 10, 15 minutes or so of this episode is just going to be us kind of talking about ourselves and, and what's going on, why we're doing the podcast, maybe? Who knows? But I know why you're here. You want to listen to the mother review. You do want to. You t- clicked on it. <laughs> we said mother. It. We, are we will share mother. our opinions. Do we like it? Do we hate it? Do we love it? I'm going to tell you. Well, spoiler alert. It's anyway, not a spoiler. I hated the movie. Anyway, anyway. Well, jeez. So, Andrew Thomas, why? What got you into why, movies? Why, why start it? You start. I, I, no. Why? Because I want you to start. I don't know what to say. Is that why you want me to start? I was asking you a question. Okay, what was the question? Why? What got you into movies? Uh, I into don't. The, into the movies. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I was little. We watched the movie. I was like, dope. That's the worst version of that story I've ever heard. I mean... Because I've heard you tell the story like a couple times. I have. I have a story. I'm not ready to tell it on a podcast. Wow, I'm loud. Yeah. It's in my jeans. You can't like yell at it. I I just like... Because that's how I talk. Sam! That's fine, Andrew. I seem to be a bit quiet. And Andrew seems to... That's (laughs) pretty loud. (laughs) So you got into movies, you were young. I was a little baby boy, yeah. Watched Uh, The Departed? Oh, you want that story. Okay, then cut all that out. Or not, who knows? It's fun for you to listen to us ramble. No, it's not. This is bad. This is bad podcasting. This is bad podcasting indeed. Well, Well, we'll get it. We'll get it eventually. So my dad, he sat me down. And we watched... Brian De Palma's The Untouchables. And the scope of the movie, I was about like 12, 13, 14. One of those ages. Around there. Yeah. Uh, Not a girl, but not yet a woman. Uh, (laughs) And that was like, that's it. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to live. That's what, that's it. Movies. You saw I the Untouchables, it. and it was just like it was. Yeah, it is. this is it. It was incredible. Uh, Sam Bannigan. Yes. What got you into <coughs> to the films, to the movies? Um, it took a while for me to really get into movies. My parents are both artists, um, so I grew up in a theater, basically, not like a movie theater, like a. Like a regular, Broadway theater, not a Broadway theater. Like a like a stage theater, like a stage theater, a stage theater. Um, yeah, it's called the Varscona 
Theater. It's a it's a great little place in Edmonton, Alberta. Because uh, I'm not from this country. I'm from uh, Canada. <laughs> you knew that. <laughs> they did it, Sam. Uh, so yeah, I'm from I'm from Canada, um, and I moved to New York uh, to go to acting school, as you do. But uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I grew up like around my my mom and dad, just like watching movies with their friends and stuff. I like vaguely remember watching like Lord of the Rings or something, like around the corner. Like, sneakily watching Lord of the Rings. Like, they were in the living room, and they were like, Oh, Sam, this is too violent. You can't watch it. Because I was, like, a little baby boy. Like, what's a little baby boy? I was, like... I was... My parents were still together, so... Or, no. My dad was still living in the noodle house. So I was probably, like, four. The noodle house? Yeah. (laughs) Another Uh, podcast for another day. No, I'll tell... So we called... (laughs) My dad lived in in this house, um... It's this old, beautiful house. Uh, if I ever have a million dollars, I'm going to buy that house and restore it because it's gorgeous. Um, but my dad lived there. Uh, my mom moved in when they got married, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it was just called the Noodle House. Like, there was all these artists always living there. That's where I lived with Nathan Fillion for a bit because he, like, crashed on our couch for, like, a couple weeks. What? Yeah. My dad and my mom were, like, buds with Nathan Fillion. Future guest, yeah. Hey Nathan, hey Nathan, can you be in? Do you want to be in our podcast? Firefly was good. Serenity's okay. I love you as Captain Hammer. Oh yeah, Uh, that's uh, Doctor Horrible. Doctor, you can see that on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. I just have it on DVD. Anyway, Um, (laughs) sorry. So yeah, I I grew up around around a bunch of artists, and it wasn't a big surprise when I was like going into high school and I was like yeah I think I want to do this whole like acting thing so I'm an actor living in New York doing a podcast How doing many a podcast those are there probably unique. a lot unique yeah we're one we're the one, one and kind. only we're the one and only movie podcast with actors in New York City so yeah I'm I'll talk a little bit more about myself since we're just talking about it. Since we're just talking, yeah. Uh, I currently go to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Ooh. It sounds very fancy. Um, It's a fairly fancy school. It costs a lot of money. Costs a lot of money. A lot of money. But yeah, it's great. I'm a second year student. I start classes in like a week for my last term, which is kind of crazy. Ooh. We're doing our Shakespeare series. You don't care about what I'm doing at school. Uh, what about you, Andrew? What uh, What do you do? What do I do? Yeah, I I I write the I write the shorts. I put the shorts on 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 your you legs know, <laughs> on my legs and in some short cop cops. That's short for competition. Uh, and yeah, that's that's why I do. Yeah, all right, fulfilling life, I guess. Question mark. Sure. That's that's my that's the name of my autobiography. Fulfilling life, life question, question mark. mark. Uh, with periods at the end. Of with both. no but fulfilling the, life. Period. But the question periods mark? are period. shape of tears. That's, uh, that got really sad. <laughs> that got really sad. Real. It quick. just looks like commas, anyway, though, doesn't it? Would no, because it it, like it's comma? like a teardrop. It's a, a yeah, comma but that's like kind of, this. 
Yeah, but like some people. Oh, sorry if you can't see us. <laughs> I was like this. Yeah, but it, like, like kind of. Anyway, if I saw it, I would think it was. A... But podcasting, film. I just, you know, we just, you know, wanted to share our opinions on film. Yeah, should you? Should we tell the story of? I mean, like, to be? it's imagine every other podcast, how did this come to be and just apply to us? Like, I don't. That's, one day yeah. we sat down after what? Sacred Deer? Killing of a Sacred Deer? It was before Sacred Deer. It was. It was. This was like back in September when it was when you first posed the question. It was like back in September. So what? American. You did see American Made. What movie I did, did not. we see? Kingsman? No, no we didn't, didn't see Kingsman. Kingsman. I have no idea. We saw a movie. We saw a movie, and afterwards, we always talk about the movie for like I, an hour. It was pretty heated. It wasn't Mother. It I was not. That. But Andrew said, "Do you want to make a podcast? we should do a podcast?" Like kind of half jokingly, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that would be funny." And then like a month later, I got a text from Andrew being like, "Scale of one to ten, how serious are you about doing this podcast?" And he put. A seven. I did put a seven. He put a seven. I'm gonna be real. I did put a seven. So we, uh, fuck. What was I saying? Yeah. So I put a seven after the thing, and uh, then I, uh, we started talking more about it, and we were like, yeah, that would actually be a, a fun thing to do. Let's let's maybe do that in the new year. And so it's the new year. It is one week into the new year, to be exact. Yes, it is. It's the seventh. Uh, it's the seventh of January. Way to date this episode. Oh, geez. Real quick. Uh, but in two thousand twenty-five. <laughs> 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 yes, we're watching Mother in two thousand and twenty-five, and then posting this in two thousand and eighteen. We're time travelers. Do do. Surprise. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how we got to where we are. We're going to watch Mother. Do you have anything else you want to say? I mean, if you're listening, thanks. Thank you. If you're going to make fun of us. Thank you for listening. Thanks for that listen. And thank you for making fun of us. Yeah. We're Um, relevant enough to be made fun of by a random internet troll. I mean, like, hey, welcome on this journey. Who knows? We might stop this after a month. Who knows? We have no idea. We might do this for 25 years. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But, yeah. We don't have an exit, so... We don't. Uh, the back to the welcomes. Well, welcome back. Tried to find my mother. I don't like it. I don't like this. What are you doing? Well, too bad. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, welcome to Welcome Back. Welcome back. Lord. Ah, oh, oh, today, God. today, 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 we are talking about Darren Aronofsky's masterpiece. Uh, some may call. Uh, some may call. Some sure. Mother. Some might do that. You Some people love it. Some people hate it. I hate it. 
And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, just in case, if you clicked a pod- yeah, podcast. Yeah, if you jumped ahead. Oh, yeah, uh, if you jumped ahead. Hello. From before. Hello. 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 Welcome back. Uh, my name is Sam Banigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. We are recording. Oh, Lord. Uh, excuse me. Uh, we are recording. Uh, we finished my second watching of the movie Mother. My sixth. You can already tell who loves it and hates it. Yeah, I I hate this movie. But before we even get to that, let before me just say, before we even get to, we even get to that, that gotta say, if you clicked a podcast called Mother Review, of course there's spoilers. Of course. What are you doing with your life? Go out, go watch Mother, and come back and listen to our episode. That'd or don't. So or just listen to our thoughts. Or listen to our thoughts on Mother, but I think you should go watch Mother. I think you should listen to our thoughts but, first because, like, who boy. But, spoiler talk happens three, two, one. Sam. Hi, Andrew. What'd you think? <laughs> I hated this movie again. Again. Again, I hated it. I again. never, I, I saw, it, we saw it the first time because you saw it. Right? You saw yeah, it once. I saw it before you. Yeah, so you saw it once, and then you went, Sam, I want to take you to go see this movie. I just want to know what you think about it. Because I care about what you think. I understand I that care. you care about what I think, but... I, don't... Your opinion matters to but, me. But, okay, but within the span of one week, you said that, that same sentence to me twice. The first time was Mother, which I hated very much. Then next week... You said it to me again, and we saw the killing of a sacred deer, which I also hated. We'll talk about that soon, kids. We Don't will you not. Worry. I'm Don't not you worry, doing kids. it. I'm not going to do it. <sighs> ask me what I thought of the movie. <laughs> ask. Go, go, go on. Come on. Come I know on, what you ask. think of the movie. But come. They don't. Okay, Andrew. What do you think of the movie? I loved it. The first time I loved it. The Maybe. second time I loved Wait, it. Pause. It was so good. I hate this movie. I love what it's trying to say. I love the performances. I love the direction. I love the cinematography. I loved everything about it. <laughs> so, let's just jump right into it. Let's, let's talk in. about the stars. The true star, the number one star of this movie is... Ed Harris. Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky. I want to say Ed Harris, because Ed Harris killed it. Darren Aronofsky. Uh, Sam, have you seen some films from Darren before? What has he made? He has made Requiem for a Dream. I've not seen it. I the like the song, though. Yes. Da-da. Da-da, da-da. Da-da, da-da. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, he has directed The Wrestler. I didn't see that. He directed Black Swan. Oh, I like Black Swan. Black Swan's cool. Black Swan's cool, great. Cool. Uh, he directed he, Black Swan? He directed Black Swan. I didn't know that. He directed Russell Crowe in Noah. Did not see Noah. <laughs> you did not see Noah. No. Why would I see Noah? True. You know we'll me. Get it, we'll get into that later, too. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and he's done other films. He did Pie. I love Pie. Like The Life of Pie? Or? No, that's Ang Lee. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he did Pie. It's a black and white film. Then I would not have seen about it. About a math genius who goes a little crazy. I have not seen it. It's very good. All right. So, just from that alone, you can tell I really, really like Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, Andrew loves it. 
I love him very much. Uh, Sam, only experience with Black Swan. And Black Swan. F- I really like Black Swan. <laughs> 50-50. I think so Black far. Swan is really good. Yes. I was uh, actually... I was, it was such a weird movie, but I really liked it. I loved it. This was also a very weird movie, but I hated it. Oh. Uh, but how do you feel about the direction in this film? It's. I think it's hard for me to say because I hate it so much. Like, I just hate the movie. Well, try to be unbiased. Try well, to... But the whole point is that it's not unbiased. This is my opinion. True. So, it's hard. I don't... I think, for me, it's hard to... Because I don't know everything that a director does on a movie. Okay. Just, like, personally. Like, I don't know where... It felt like any other movie. Like, it felt like it was directed by anybody. Really? I felt his yeah. stamp the, the I mean, I don't know his stamp. I've seen one of his other movies. Yes. Whereas, like, David oh. Fincher, like, I've seen... Like, I watched the first couple seasons of House of Cards. I've seen uh, Mindhunter. I've seen Zodiac and uh, Fight Club and Social Network and, and all of... Like, yeah, I've seen so yeah. many of his movies that it's, like... I find it a lot easier to recognize, oh, this is very David Fincher... I don't know if I could say that for many directors. Okay. Maybe J.J. Abrams. That, that. And now that I've those seen... Those lens flares. Yeah, the lens flares. They get to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe Ryan Johnson. Yeah. If you could see the, if you could see us. But uh. you can't. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like, the, I don't... I, I find it hard to, like... I don't know. Unless, like, a movie has a very specific feel like a Guillermo del Toro yeah then it's I, I, I personally find it hard to comment on on direction especially when I haven't seen a lot of Darren that. Aronofsky films yeah, yeah I've seen one other Darren Aronofsky movie and Mother and Black Swan feel completely different to me ah uh, yes well I think he has directed some of the best films of the 21st century with Rick Rib for a Dream Wrestler and Black Swan and Mother ah uh, <laughs> Can we, um, wait, before we keep going. Before we keep before, going. Just a hot moment. Hot. Because it's a bugging me. Because we've had this conversation. This will be a later episode of the podcast. Okay. Of our top tens of 2017. Yes. And it's it's nowhere near my top ten, obviously. It's his on it's, mine. I would like you not to spoil where it is, it's, but it is on mine. It's in your top ten. It's not even just in your top ten. It's, it's in your top five. Yes, it is in my top five. And it's not even in that. It's in your top three. Well, you know, Sam, I just said earlier, don't spoil where it is. But, but I, I don't I mean, is it one, two, or three? Who knows? But that's just like, I just hate it. So uh, I'm so, sorry. I just had to, just like, I'm baffled. Well, I always appreciate, because he also wrote this film, Darren Aronofsky. Like, I yeah. think he's, I think he wrote most of his films. Maybe not The Wrestler. But Those I know he wrote other. Black Squad. I know he wrote... Requiem. I think he's he wrote most Actually, of everything else. Kind of yeah. like as I think about Black uh-huh. Swan, like sh- some shots feel familiar. Yes, yeah, so he does a lot of tracking shots. Yeah, of long like close-ups on a face as, exactly. as they like walk around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it, again, it's hard. Um, just a little personal information. I have something called aphantasia, which is I can't see anything in my head. Like if if I tell you to like see a red box, like close your eyes and see a red box in your head, you'll be able to picture it. I can't. 
Like, I just don't see anything. So it's hard for me to, like, remember what something looks like. Just just in context of, like, me trying to remember Black Swan. Oh, okay. <laughs> and compare it to Mother in my head. I'm like, I understand what this thing looks like, and I understand what this thing looks like. Do they look the same? I don't know. That was pointless. That <laughs> seemed to baffle your train of thought. It kind of did, but it's fine. Uh, but uh, I can cut it out. No, no, no. I like it. I, we just need to cut out this part. Hard cut. That's so much. <laughs> that is so much already. Uh <laughs> But let's talk about the actors. All right. Let's go from the least controversial to the most controversial. So okay. Ed Harris is so cool, right? I love Ed Harris. Ed Harris is there was, the bad. There was one moment in this movie. I can't remember where it was. They were like sitting around the, the table like when Michelle Pfeiffer first shows up. Uh-huh. And he did like this weird, like smile, like shruggy thing, and I was like, and that was I, we took notes. That was when I wrote down my note. I love Ed Harris because I love Ed Harris. He is great. He's just great in everything. Too. He's great. He killed He's, it in Westworld. I did see Westworld yet. Oh, TV Andrew. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm goofing up. It's I'm so good. Um, let's two. let's talk about the brothers, the Gleasons. I Donald love Gleason, and I don't know your name, sir, but you're. A fine individual. I love Donald Gleason. That was my other note. I love DG. DG. Because I don't know how to spell Donald Gleason. <laughs> and you know they're brothers in real life. Oh, I really? Think I told you. Oh, no, I did. That other that. guy? Yeah, the other guy. His is brother? His brother, yes. That's cool. The Gleasons. Well, I love Donald Gleason. The other guy I don't know from, from other stuff. Adam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh. Look at that. Uh, joke. And then let's. Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, love Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer is great in this film. Uh, between so this good. and uh, Murder on the Orient Express, she still got it going on. I have not seen Murder. Uh, we won't do that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she was really good. I felt like she played nasty well. She does that. She's very unlikable, but yet likable. And to me, at least. I don't, yeah. can't speak to you. I mean, I you. guess. You guess. <laughs> Again, it's hard to filter out, like, how much I hate the movie with like everything else. All right. It just okay. puts like this like filter over top of everything. I'm just like, God, I fucking hate this movie. Okay. You know? All right. Does that makes sense. No, it makes complete sense. Okay. As much I just love this movie. But my boy, I love him. I thought he was great in this. I think he's great in most things. Even in Pirates of the Caribbean 5, which sucked. <laughs> uh, Javier Bardem. I love Javier Bardem. He, he's so good. I think. He because he plays I don't know. He's a very in all almost all his characters are very soft spoken. I mean, but he that's like his type. Like that's what he went for, and he kills it. Yeah, so but like, he but he has such this this huge presence. Yeah, he's great, and I feel like he's a good guy to play a godlike figure in this film. He is. I just think. He's emotional. I feel like you sympathize with him. He's just one of those people you look at. And you're like, but yeah, Javier Bardem. He was so good. He was very good. He's great. especially in this film. I feel like because there are some deplorable things that he allows to happen, but yet you see him and he's still the light. He's still like, oh, we'll go with him because we because he's Javier Bardem. Look at him. He seems he's not like imagine if it was Michael Shannon, who's also a great actor. 
but, but he's like a like, bad guy. But you'd be like, uh, don't, don't come down, don't come next to me. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, help. Uh, but let's talk about her. Let's 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 do it. Let's do it. Cause me and you kind of had the same opinion on her in most films. This one is, of course, divided. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, J Law herself, biggest actress on the face of the planet right now. I don't know if that's true. I mean, like, even, take your feelings aside, like, she, I feel like if you showed her face in a mall, if we went to Ohio and show her face in a mall and showed Meryl Streep's face face in a mall, more people would go like, yeah, I know her from that, that, like, Hungry Hungry movie, right? (laughs) That Hungry Hungry Hippos, (laughs) the movie. Yeah, people would, people would be like, yeah, Jennifer, I think she is... Without a doubt, the biggest actress working right now. But let's talk about her. Personally, I loved her. I feel like she was vulnerable. I watch this role needs. I felt like she was a great uh, help. What's the name for when you're in the shoes of a character? There's a name for that. There's like, a name for that. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand what you oh, mean. Well, now I sound like a doofus. Just like when you're in. Like when you can empathize with a character? No, when you're going to... Like Luke Skywalker in A New Hope. He's one where you're in his shoes. You're like learning audience, every, exactly like surrogate? The, exactly. Yeah, she, I felt like she was a great surrogate. Uh, hey, Sam. Yeah? What did you think of Jennifer Lawrence? I disagree with every statement you just said about That's what makes this podcast interesting. Like, oh my god. I just... I just don't understand. I said this after we watched it the first time. I said um, that this movie is is clearly like an emotionally focused movie, which most movies are. But like, compare this to Drive, right? Where you have Ryan Gosling as this stoic main character who we follow the entire time. He's our, not quite the same in audience surrogate but like he's the guy that we're with the yes. entire time like yeah. the, i don't think there's a scene in that movie where we're not with ryan gosling which is the same in this we're not ever without jennifer lawrence and her perspective and i think that that is hard to do in a very emotionally driven movie like mother with an actress who i feel doesn't show emotion especially in this role Granted, I haven't seen everything she's ever done. I felt like she had, like, three emotions in this movie. And she just was playing, like, confused, uh, upset, or normal. normal. And I was like, uh, where, like, there are subtleties to emotion. There are subtleties to how you feel about different things. And specifically, like, so... So I'm in acting school right now. If you didn't listen to the the bit before and you just jumped into this, I'm in an acting school right now. And we have a class called Voice and Speech where we talk about the voice and speech and how you use your inflection and how you hit operative language in sentences and how you make things sound different. Just so that, like, me saying, hey, can you go close that door? And, hey, get the fuck out of my room sound different they don't sound like i'm saying the same thing to the same person in the same context but there are so many lines in this movie that she says the same way 
and it drives me up the wall when she says stuff like, you can't be in here, but we're celebrating and get out of my house in the same way, like with the same tone, the same inflection pattern, like the same... It sounds like she's saying nothing. Like it sounds like she's just saying words that she has to say. And it doesn't sound like there's any emotion behind it. It doesn't sound like there's anything really coming through her to express her thoughts and ideas. And that really bugs me. Like, just things are different. Like, I thought we were celebrating and get out of my house are two completely different sentences that, like, why would you ever say them the same way? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it drives me crazy. I hated it so much. So let's go down memory lane with Jennifer Lawrence. So uh, because I agree with you in other, if not most, films. So have you seen Witcher's Boat? No. No. No, I've seen, I think, the first three Hunger Games. Okay. Not the last one. Yeah. I saw all the X Men movies. Yeah, first class. I've seen all the all the X Men movies are in past, it. Apocalypse. Uh, and I've seen Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, so that's about all from Jennifer Lawrence. There's also seen? Joy, Joy American, which Hustle. I haven't seen. I haven't seen American Hustle. Passengers. I haven't seen Passengers. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want. I see made passengers. a gesture to Sam of that we should do that mainly because I just want to talk about. The, the decision in the in the movie. I would make That's it, a very interesting conversation. For another podcast. For another day. But uh, I feel like the X-Men trilogy really shows her range in films. Because you have First Class where she does show a promising new actress. Yes, um, I would agree. That, I think that's one of her better performances. Yes, I think it's very real for a character. And I think Rebecca Romain in the... In the Original X Men movies did a really good job, of but Misty? she yeah, yeah the the original yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like forget her name. yeah Rebecca Romaine Stamos uh, okay. <laughs> uh, she's married to Jerry O'Connell uh, why are you telling me these facts <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but the first one you really see this emotional. This real girl, this real girl who just has blue skin. I was really excited for her as as Mystique after that movie. Exactly. Like, completely honestly. I, I don't really like her as a as an actress. I think she's very overrated, but in first class I was like, oh, this is actually this could be cool if this goes down the way that I want it to. And then And then Days not. of Future Past happened, and I feel like that's what she starts really uh smelling herself. Think she smells great because in Days of Future Past, you could tell she's like, I'm Academy Award winning Jennifer Lawrence. Like, yeah, Hugh Jackman's in this. Yeah, Michael Foster. But, like, the movie's for me. And in her other roles at this time, like the second to last Hunger Games to American Hustle, you really see that in her performances. You really see. A little bit more arrogance and not like good arrogance, like an Edward Norton. It's more of a, oh, you think you're better than Yeah, this. you think you're hot shit and it's like not exactly. working out for you. And then we have the X-Men Apocalypse, where I feel like Man. recently, 
the joys, the passengers. She just is like, it's a switch for me. I turn it on, I turn it off. And really through X-Men Apocalypse, you really see just that. She is there for a paycheck because of a contract, because she just wants to hang out with James McAvoy. Who knows? But it's just because of that. And it doesn't seem like she cares almost. For Mother, I feel like this is the best she's been since Winter's Bone. Which I think she's phenomenal, phenomenal in. I know you can't speak to that, but I can't speak to either of those. Movies. Yes, exactly. But I do think she is incredible in this. I think it's real that people do say, "Yeah, we're celebrating and get out of my house because they're you trying just to be said them nice. differently. You just said them differently. Then I say them. You differently. just said go back on the podcast. We, no, you just said them differently. Mark. You just said them differently. You can't like argue that. Oh yeah, people do that all the time. When you just did it, like I, you just I, did it. I hey, we're we're celebrating. Sam, get out of my house. You said them differently. There's a different I, tone. She said them differently. There's then. a different tone. There's a different way of doing those things. And when you're an well, actor, that's... when you're an actor, you have to make those intentions clear. Like you have to make sure that like everything you say is different. Like, to be or not to be doesn't sound the same as, oh, that this tutu solid flesh. Like, they oh, are so different words. Too pretentious, Sam. <laughs> We're talking about mother. And, no, shush. I'm the one who needs to be pretentious. I loved it. No, so, like, you can't say... You can be expressing the same idea a million times. You can be expressing, like... I'm just... Back to the basics. To be or not to be. Not basics, but, like, classic. That entire speech is a debate with himself about suicide, about killing himself, about whether he should live or die. But every line has to be different because it's a different idea, it's a different moment, it's a different thought, it's a different intention. The The pangs of despised love is different than... Uh, uh, fuck, what's another line? Uh, or the proud man's contumely. Like, those are two different ideas. You can't say them the same because they're not the same. So saying... Yeah, we're celebrating and get out of my house. Like, you can't... If you're trying to tell a story, if you're trying to tell a story like Mother, where, you know, like, whatever the concept is, we'll get into that later. Like, to perform to perform a story like that, every one of your ideas and intentions has to be very clear, and it has to make sense to the audience. If you say three completely different sentences to completely different people the same way, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it just doesn't. Like, logically, you can't... Like, that. I don't feel like it's a real performance if you are not making, like, Tonight We're Celebrating and Get Out of My House two separate ideas. If those are the same idea to you, I don't think you should be in this movie at all. I don't think you should be telling this story. Like, it's just... It's just bad acting. It's just bad. But in the film, she's a doormat. That is the thing. That's fine. That it, is, a doormat so still says shit to, differently. Like, if you are a doormat... We're supposed to... I feel like what you feel is how you're supposed to feel. You're just thinking about it in a... In the actor's world. Like, well, how I am I going to... How am but I, Sam Bannigan, going to experience this movie not as an actor? Not as someone who is who is a year and a half into their acting oh, that, training. That, that, like, I can't... Like, if... If, I, if I'm going to have this conversation, I can't separate myself from that conversation. 
Uh, but can I, can I explain myself? Yes, I'm just telling you. I'm just or, telling you. I'm not going to be able to like be like, oh yeah, I'm going to talk about this as an actor, and I'm not going to talk about this as an actor. I'm always going to talk about it as an actor because that's what I am. But as a film, I feel like she is supposed to be the salt, and we we never really see a film led with a person like that who's just soft. Who in other movies people are soft and they do that. Then behind closed doors, no, oh, I can't be treated like this. But no, she's fine with that. I'll rebuild his house. I'll do this. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're going to let in a stranger? Oh, you're going to let in two? Okay, all right. Um, that's fine. And I feel like for me, at least, to see the whole overarching story, that works, especially for the first half. Because, you know, the second half, she doesn't have any lines. It's just, ah, ah, ha, ah, no. Christian Wig? You, you just did. You are better than Jennifer Lawrence. Well, well, thank you. Jennifer, I thought you were great. But uh, I feel like for the first act, it works within the constructs it's of not, the film. But it doesn't just happen in the first act. Her I saying everything dis- the same. She says, I disagree with you in the second act. She says, get out of my house to like Michelle Pfeiffer, Ed Harris, the other people who come in during the funeral scene. She says... Like, get out of my house. Yes. Then, in the beginning of the last act, when Javier Bardem is going out to meet all the people who are starting to show up, she says, but tonight we're celebrating. Like, she says it the exact same way that she says, get out of my house, in the first act. Like, there's no difference. But the thing, she still tried to be the... The homemaker, she still tried to... You can try and be a homemaker. You can, tr- you can be performing as a doormat. You don't say, get out of my house, and tonight we're celebrating as the same thought. One of them is clearly a, a get out of my house, like get, the, get away from me, get out of my home, this is where I live. And tonight we're celebrating is a happy moment between you and your husband. You are pregnant with his child. He just published his book. He just sold every single copy of his book in one day. And you are delivering the line the exact same way that you told someone to leave your home i no one does that it if you are a doormat if you let people walk all over you no one says those two different completely separate different thoughts the same way if it was get out of my house and please leave me alone sure i can understand why those two things might be said the same way by a doormat but if you are if you are expressing two completely practically opposite different emotions of get out of my house which is please leave and Uh tonight we're celebrating come in and celebrate with me those are completely different things don't say them the same way and this is where I just have to differ with you I you know going in my actor's brain I get what you're saying I agree but going to my director's brain which is a big part of my brain yeah which is fine it's you're that I would I would you know, I'm not saying I'm Darren Aronofsky. Slightly. I would direct her in that same way because that she she needs to... Because how you feel, again, it feels... I, I felt the same way. But for me, it worked. It it doesn't work. It works for me. It doesn't work as a, as a, as a as Sam Banning. It doesn't work. We've been talking about this for a long time. We have. We J-Lo. should move on. J-Lo? J-Lo? I love Law. your music. But J-Law, you got, you got us divided. Anyway, okay. let's talk about the big things, the big ideas, the themes. The themes. I of this have movie. my interpretation. Before you even say, unless you think it's what you probably would say is a big steaming pile of poop. What is? Are you your not going to swear? Just like 
as a general podcast thing, are you my, not going to swear? My mother's probably going to listen to this. <laughs> no, I'm not going to swear. I might. Who knows? But All my right. mother might listen to this. Hi, Andrew's mom. Hi, Bobby. Sam. <laughs> What's your interpretation of this film? Oh, that's where we're starting? Yeah. This okay. is where I want to start. Okay. Uh, or I my mean, interpretation of this th- film is, I mean, is Darren Aronofsky telling the story of religion and like Christianity I don't know <laughs> it's I think it, I don't I don't know how to answer that question fully well I mean you've seen it twice I know you try to actively not think about this movie I but, do I do actually but, not think about this movie as much as possible but like as religion know. it's it's creation I don't but why do you think he wanted to tell that story well, didn't he have a fever dream? He did. Oh, okay. Do you want to? Do you know the story, or should I tell the story? Just to, you know, well, you told me. So I could I'll, be wrong. Okay, so tell it, and I'll correct you. Okay. So, <laughs> so Andrew told me after we saw this movie that Darren Aronofsky got really sick with something. Maybe he just had a fever a or something. He just had something, and he had a fever, and he had this fever dream of this movie, and then he wrote it in like a day or something, and like. A week, a weekend, a week or weekend, a weekend. Like so, and honestly, that's what it feels like. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like two, like the old, old school one. That feels like a weird fever dream, but like this is like a fever dream. I <coughs> have the time of no. Uh, <laughs> I think. Because it's very open up to your interpretations. Very, yeah, hey, very what much. you think, that's what you think, what I think, that's what I well, think, you saw what he thinks. I did him, see right? it. Yeah, well, I did see it with him. Not like on a private screen. <laughs> I wish. Darren, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> but no, I went to the MoMA. Yeah, and, the MoMA screening of it. Yes, of it. And he was there and he did a Q&A of it. And even there he said, uh, yeah, I did write it in the dream, but like... 15% of my dream is actually on the screen. Like, I wrote, I rewrote a lot. It's so weird. It's so cool. Um, it's cool, but I'm still saying it's weird. What I believe it is, I've told you, and this is, seen it six times, what I truly believe, what this, the main story of what this movie is trying to tell, which I, I know I you don't disagree. Get. I really disagree very is much. Is a is a uh it's basically like a a letter or a poem written by an artist's wife or an artist's husband whoever you know whatever orientation you're a part of yeah an artist partner lover and i think what a lot of because i don't know to get personally with my life i've been told this i a lot of people would say a lot of artists have a god complex, and you've been told you had a god complex. I have been told I have what? a god. Yeah, you, I'm a different. Who the fuck? Do I date <laughs> me, Sam? Do I date me and find let's, out? Let's date. Let's find out. And we can build this world together. No. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of artists do, to an extent, feel that, like recognize that. I'm a very self-aware person, so I can see, like, yeah, I, I get where people would say that about me. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's the 
the fun irony of the movie, I think that is a part the religious aspect of it. But I do think the overarching story is a is a relationship with an artist, with a writer, director, actor, musician, cook. If someone's passionate about something, they live their life for only one thing. And usually that thing revolves around someone else appreciating that thing. The artist's wife or husband, partner, always feels left out in some capacity. I feel like that's what Mother's truly trying to say. But okay. let's talk about both. Where do you want to start, Sam? Should we talk about a question? If we're gonna, I think, if we're gonna, uh, if we're gonna talk about the religious aspect, I'm about to move some paper. Okay. Um, if we're gonna talk about the religious aspect, I think we have to talk about our religious a background. Bit about our religious background. Okay, let's bit. do it. So um, that's. Uh, I love your story. About that's where it. we're at. Uh, Sam. Yeah. What would you go first, or would you like to go first? Well, you said you liked my story about. Yes, I loved your religion? story about religion and how. Which one? Uh, how I you have became the way you are in your religion. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, so I have two funny stories from when I was a kid. Um, I'm going to tell the funny one, the like really funny one first, and then like the one where like sets me up for the rest of this conversation. So when I was a kid, my my dad. Uh, and his friends would like walk me around the neighborhood in my stroller when I was like a baby and I was a couple years old I was able to talk and like have ideas um, so I was like I don't know three around there I don't know I don't know how old I was my father has told me this story uh, and he was walking around with uh, his friend Crad uh, and there's like a old folks home near uh, the house that I grew up in one of the houses I grew up in. Um, and there's like a statue of Jesus outside with like his arms like outstretched. He's not on the cross because that seems like a little gratuitous to be in like a, a statue that's yeah. right across the street from an elementary school. Of course. But uh, so his arm is outstretched like he's going to like give you a hug or, or do the, he's doing the Jesus thing. It's like his robe on. Yes. And apparently <laughs> we were walking by and I went, Papa... Why Why does that man have his arms outstretched like that? Like, why is his arms out like that? And my dad said, it's because he's saying, I love you this much. And me, as a little baby boy, went, I think it's because he's saying, I caught a fish this big. <laughs> so it's just like a funny story. <laughs> don't, fucking, don't patronize me. Face. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> that was awful um, but the story of um, kind of how I am the way I am I was in preschool and they I was in public preschool that's very important I was in a public preschool and they would make us pray before we ate lunch and so one day I told my I asked my mom I was like why do I have to pray before I eat lunch and my mom freaked out because it was a public preschool and my family's very uh, not religious. My mom is like spiritual. I don't know about my dad. We haven't really talked about it. Oh well. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my mom freaked out. She like called the school. A bunch of people got fired because um, they were breaking the law. You know how it how it is. And so one day I asked. Uh, I guess in that same maybe in that same conversation or, or sometime later, I said, 
like what what is it like what do i why is that going on and my mom said oh some people believe that there's like a man or a person or something that created everything and and he's he's called god and he like he made everything and he started the world and and he like is in charge of our destiny and if you're good you go to heaven uh which is like this place where like everyone is everyone good is and or if you're bad you go to hell uh, and that's not good. And I apparently went, that's stupid. And then just from then on out, I never believed in God. I never questioned if he was real or not. I'm very atheist, uh, which I think sets up part of why I don't like this movie. Um, part of why I don't like silence. A big part of why I don't like silence. Um, uh, Martin Scorsese, 2016 film. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely incredible movie. Like, gorgeous, amazing. So good. So like, good. I'm glad you re- at least can recognize. But I hate it so much. Just step on the goddamn picture. Like, just step on it. It doesn't so matter. More. No, it doesn't. It's a picture. <laughs> Save people's lives. That's a different. That's a different fucking episode. Maybe uh, future. <laughs> um, Hopefully. So yeah, I'm very atheist. I I don't believe that there is a god. I think religion has caused way too many problems in the world for it to be worth anything at this point. Yep. <laughs> um, if, you, if people believe in God, like, good for you. If it helps you through your life, go ahead, do it. Just don't, like, talk to me about it. I don't care. I'll ask if I'm interested, because sometimes I like asking people, like, why do you believe in God? Like, like what is it about that that appeals to you? Because I think that's more interesting than actually the belief in God. Um, I'm I'm... 100% not religious, like, in any way. What about you, Andrew? Well, I'm 1% religious. No. 1%? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I grew up in a very Christian household. Uh, my mother's... From Texas. From so Texas, exactly. Sense. I am from Texas. He's from Canada. We'll Canada? That. Canada. Canada. Uh, Just say Canada. Canada. Uh, I said it. Or Canada. Canada. Yeah, that one's fun. Canada. That's our word. That's our word. Are you going to say that to me, Sam? Are you going to say that to me, Samuel, on the podcast? They don't know yet. They don't know yet. They don't know yet. Uh, anyway. That was like the best joke. We can't rate a joke on the podcast. Too late. I've already said it. That's our bar. That's the bar. That's the bar. Um, They don't know yet. My mother. I'm going to name this episode that. They don't know. Sure. Mother. I love it. They don't know yet. <laughs> well, okay, but you're from anyway, Texas. Yes. Very religious. Very religious. Um, my mother, what she's always told me this, she was like, because of course every kid ever is like, so why, why do are we people here? pray? And of course, that too. Why are we here when, you know, when your goldfish dies? So what happens after that? Yeah. Um. You know, and of course she would give me the Christian answer of "Oh God, this," you know, that, that. But one thing that's always stuck with me, and the reason why I've never fully jumped on the atheist boat, is she was like, "Life's hard. Life sucks. Life will get you down and kick you till it till you stop breathing. You have to believe in something. It can be God. It can be Buddha. It can be a pencil. Doesn't matter." <laughs> You have to believe in something to know that you can make it the next day. That, you know, something is looking out for you. That someone, something. Uh, lately in my life, I'm 
I can never say I'm not Christian because a part of me will always be Christian. A part of me will always get food and put my hands together and look down and go, oh, wait, yeah. Uh, but lately I just very, I believe in, I don't know a word for it, but like, like that, I do believe in there is a God. Sorry, Sam. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not uh, upset by other people believing in God. You know, uh, Jesus, I mean, like, again, it's ingrained in my psyche of course. Of course, I believe there's a Jesus. If you don't, that's cool. But sure I, 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 or I mean, like, I believe Jesus. He's probably a really good magician. I believe Jesus is like, you can't debate he's real. What you know, the legend of Jesus is up for debate. I, I mean, there, there are people was, named Jesus, so that makes sense. But I believe a long time ago there was a man who was a carpenter, a carpenter named who Jesus. was crucified, named Jesus who. His mother's name is Mary. I mean, I'm sure... And Joseph is his father. I'm sure he exists? Question mark? I'm pretty sure... No, I like. I actually do think that's a real... I think... I'm I pretty sure... don't think so. That sure, that's, like, a thing. Uh, anyway, uh, I do believe in... With that, me questioning that, I do believe in stuff like that. I, you know, I have problems with the way people flaunt their religion. Some people think they're better than other people, and some people will put other people down with their religion. Any religion, doesn't matter which one, Christianity, all of it. Uh, <laughs> you, I, you know. You know, any religion, Christianity. Christianity, uh, I just, I, I was going to say, I was going to say Jew, <laughs> Jewishism, but that's not Judaism? what it's called. Judaism? Judaism? Judaism is what's actually called. Think, yeah. Muslim, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, people will always do that, and that's where I have an issue with religion, but... I just do believe that, you know, there's more to this world. Uh, <laughs> you did a little wiggle. I did do a little wiggle. But, and maybe that's where I do appreciate Mother. Because I, that's, Mother is kind of how I see the world as well. And I kind of, the reason why I'm also like a little perplexed on why you don't like Mother is because it's so anti-religion. It's well, it shows, it shows all the shit, but it's still, like, at the end of the day, it's a story about religion, and I find it, it's my same thing with silence. I find it really hard to connect with that in any way. We had this conversation about, like, um, what was that movie we watched? Or was I, I uh, hit Tom me Hardy too. punching people. That's a lot. No, the MMA one. Oh, Warrior, yes, Warrior. Warrior. We watched Warrior, and we had this conversation about how... I find it more difficult to connect with sports movies because I've never played a sport. I've never been into sports in any way. And I think that comes back to like religion. So religious movies like Mother and Silence. I just find it hard to really get invested because I'm just like, I don't believe in any of this in any way. Like no part of me is like... You never liked VeggieTales? God. <laughs> uh so it was just like weird and and I find it difficult to relate to anything like that because like because I I have always been so anti-religion in in like how I think about the world I haven't like looked into all of like I'm sure there are a lot of religious like implications and and references and and stuff like that that I don't understand in this movie like I'm sure there are lots that, like, people who are, like, very deeply religious 
will watch it and be like, oh, well, that's this part of the Bible, and that's this part of the Bible, and that's this part of the Bible, and this is that story. Oh, they're doing this with that bit, and like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I got the Adam and Eve bit. I got Cain and Abel. I got God. I got... Flood. I got sure a flood. Because when they're bracing the sea, that's the first time God... See, I didn't get that when I, when I figured it, when I yeah. watched it both of the times. So, yeah, I just find, like... So maybe that's part of my very much hating this movie is that, like, there are things that are happening that I'm just like, this is weird. You know? Yeah, I get it. Um, again, there are more... You know, I'm not going to say I studied the Bible. I've read the whole Bible. Uh, Lord. Even as an atheist, it's a good read. It's just I don't it's a good read story. It. I don't it's want a, to. It's just a, it's a good, a good read. Like I, like I really do not want to. Why are you laughing at me? Uh, no, I'm just like I just one I one day have want you to just be like, like it's a good story. Like it's a good like. There's character arcs. I mean, the, there's there's the, great the church fame. is like the best book club ever created. So it must be decent if that many people care about it. But like, I don't want to read it. Uh. Well, what was I saying? Do you remember what I was no, saying? No, I don't. Oh, see, he, we see how much he's listening to me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm listening to you. I'm no, having no, this conversation, I'm but I don't remember every word that you say. I really forgot what I just said. Wow. You're talking about mother. Mother. Religious yeah. references. Um, it's a good yes. story. Kristen Wiig's character, the Herald, that is what you, one of God's special angels who comes to bring in the message. She's also, or he, whatever you want to interpret it as, is the one who's like, yo, the end of the world is now. So, you know, grab your kids, grab your wife, grab your hot dogs. <laughs> or don't, because you're not coming up here. Um, yeah, there's a lot of this movie that is very religiously based. But again, that's the first act of the movie. I feel like the second act is just like, hey, this is what religion has done in destroying their world, having sex rinks, people killing each other. Rinks? Rinks? Yeah. Rings. Or rinks. People say rinks. I've never heard anyone ever say sex rink. Well, so I don't sound stupid. (laughs) No. Oh, man. Well, we clap whenever we need to cup some. Cuts up. Well, now so. you've done it too many times. Uh, just say trafficking. Trafficking. That's. I was thinking. I was like, "What's the word? What's the word? What's the word?" <laughs> Sex trafficking with the women in behind the cages. Uh, I love the line where I scared you. I'm sorry. I love <laughs> the line where they're ripping. You know, that's half the movie where they're ripping things off the wall, and she's like, "Why are you doing this?" To He's prove like, we were here. Exactly to prove that we were here. But that, like, isn't that what we're all about? <laughs> isn't that what it's all about? Everyone has a legacy problem. That's why Hamilton's so good. What is a legacy? <laughs> planting seeds in a garden. You, you never, never get, get to, to see. see. So Ooh, we should have a Hamilton talk. Oh, okay. Time. Let me just quickly buy a ticket to Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've seen Hamilton. Lynn, if you listen to this, we'd love to have you hey, on. Hey, Lynn. And also, if you have a script, we, we'd love to audition. Hey, let's, can I audition? Anyway, I'm a white boy, but I'll audition. Anyway, um, I think, it, because I do think it's a very, like, people believing false prophets, people believing 
these things to justify horrible acts. Yeah. I feel like that's what the movie's trying to show. Obviously, I feel like no matter what interpretation we can all agree on, Javier Bardem is God, Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Earth, the house is Earth. Yeah. Like, every interpretation. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to watch that movie and not come away with, like... At least those Those three, three things. things. If you don't get the rest of it, sure, whatever. I but, mean, like, those things are set. It's very true. We do treat the Earth... Like, like shit. And like garbage. <laughs> I can't I can't sit here and say that the ideas that Darren Aronofsky is trying to express are bad. I can't sit here and say that his interpretation and the way that he tells the story is bad. Because I think that's an interesting metaphor. Yes. I just think that the execution of those ideas in the sense of the way the story is being told in the the casting of your main character and just my general feelings about the way that, that the story goes, I think that those are all bad choices that were made in the making of this movie. I can't say that, like, the idea that God is a writer and he's married to Mother Earth and they, the house that they live in is Earth, I can't be like... Yeah, that's a bad idea. Don't make that movie. Like, I can't... Like, any any producer ever at any, like... Uh, like, uh, company? <laughs> yeah, yeah the production company? Yeah, production company. Yeah. Like, if you shop that pitch around to anybody, they're all going to say yes, pretty much. Like, maybe not Disney, but, like, <laughs> Warner Brothers would. Fox Fox would. <laughs> Uh, like a lot of places like pretty much everyone would because that's an interesting idea I just think that the execution thereafter was so was nothing's bad. different about the movie Jessica Chastain is mother Jeffrey Lord's character I would probably like that movie a lot more <laughs> I'm not if it was ooh that Charlize Theron though Charlize yeah exactly she would she would kill it I would also believe her as like a mother like just in general why did they gray Jennifer Lawrence's hair? Like, why did they make her hair gray? It's so weird. They're, like, trying to make her look older, and then Michelle Pfeiffer's like, well, when there's a whole generation between you, I'm like, so is she supposed I to be, like, 40, or is she supposed to be, like, Gray 25? hair's also just, like, stress. Yeah, but it's just, it just, to me, it looks weird. I get that. Uh, Especially when Javier Bardem doesn't look like he's that old. Yeah, he does. He's a, he's a silver fox without the silver. Just yeah, like, how old fox. is he? Like, what? Oh, um, he's like fifty, I think. Because like he, I swear, I could have fifties or late forties. I would have said that he was like late thirties, early forties, because he looks so good. So it's like hard to be like, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh yeah, she looks like she's supposed to be in her thirties in this movie. She's not, I don't think. I mean, I, like, I think she Lawrence might be thirty is. now. She doesn't seem like she's that old. She yes, looks like she's yes. like early twenties, uh-huh. early mid twenties, and they gray her hair, and I'm like. Why are you trying to make her look older? Like, especially when you have a line like, when there's a whole generation between you, like just let her have her blonde hair. Like, it's I've just s- weird to me. It's just weird to me. I'm just I'm that, trying I, that I don't want to have like a whole big I, conversation. I know. About I'm, I'm just, just saying. My it's thing weird. is, do they gray her hair? Yeah, it's gray in like the entire movie. In the beginning, it's not. At the end, I do. No, see it's a totally gray. gray the entire time. Well, we're gonna have to go back. In the in the, in the ending, it is gray. Because I know exactly the shot, but the beginning where she's walking through the house—it's great and it's weird. Uh, 
Because I wrote I'll it down look at, at the beginning of the uh, movie. Well, I'll watch it for a seventh time. You want to watch it for a third? No, I don't <laughs> ever. I don't ever want to watch this movie ever again. Um, now let's go into my just what you we talked about. My thoughts of the, yeah, and then do your thing. Yeah. Uh, so we gotta what do you have thoughts? Golden Globes. <laughs> uh, what do you think of my interpretation? Because I know the you, artist. The thing, last time we talked about when we first saw it, you disagreed. With look, like I get it. I just think that it's, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But what you said last time was that it's kind of unfair to label all artists. Yes, I do. I do still. I do still agree with that uh-huh. statement that I said. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it is unfair to to say. This is what it's like for all artists. And this is what it's like for every artist, artist who has a significant other. Like, uh-huh. I think that that's an unfair statement to make. Again, this is coming from, like, an artist. Someone yeah. who is trying to be an actor who wants to be in the arts for the rest of their life. So, yes. take it with a grain of salt. But, like, I think it's unfair to say that just knowing the people that I know who are in the arts. Who, yes. who wow. have significant others who are in the arts or not in the arts. I think it's unfair to be like, all artists are like this. I think that's an unfair statement to make. And Just I, in, in general. I don't think, maybe because I phrased it oddly, but I don't think that's what Darren Aronofsky is trying to say. I do think it's in his life, and he just wants to share that. Hey, does anyone else feel like this? Uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> this is a divisive film, so maybe a lot of people don't. Um, but I can say my life... You know, I do feel a little bit like, you know, I like I really I identified with Javier Bardem's character a lot, like the part where he is he's so mad because they broke that jewel yeah. that he had. He breaks the doorknob. He starts nailing and nailing the uh, and then apparently the goes back in later and puts sheets over everything. That was hey, weird. well, that's just kind of the <laughs> looseness, the surrealism. Yeah, I, of I the understand. Film. But just, I think it's funny. <laughs> but uh, when he's nailing it down, and uh, she's like, don't worry, I told them to go. He's like, but where will they go? Oddly, I mean, hopefully I'll never be in a situation like that. <laughs> I've never have been in a situation like that. But I sure get it. Not. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I would say something like that. I would be mad, like, you broke this thing. Oh, my God. Don't worry, I told him to leave. But, yeah, but where are they going to go? It's cold outside. Yeah, but that's because you're, like, uh, <laughs> You're Andrew Thomas. And that's exactly. <laughs> um, I just... I just... I really related with that. And, you know, in I would hate it. You could be a Oprah Winfrey and bring in all my ex-girlfriends. And we could all have a chat about me. But I, I have that been told be of, like... The best episode of this podcast. Like I love. Let's interview all of our ex girlfriends. <laughs> Get them uh, on the phone. I love the the part where Michelle Pfeiffer and Ed Harris are making out at the table, and Jennifer Lawrence is like, and jo- I know your brother is like staring is at them. I don't know because again, it's kind of you know I've never maybe I have, but like made looked out, out in front of someone. No, no, looked at someone just like, oh, but like. I feel like this is everyone, but especially Javier Bardem character, maybe uh, Darren Aronofsky. And me, it's that you love love. You love that, like, passionate, don't care what anybody thinks. And maybe it's because 
you're worried about something else that you can't do that in your own relationships or maybe it's because you're too scared maybe it's because you don't really like that person they're just there uh <laughs> you were like oh andrew thomas um i just think it's very for the people who do like it for the people who relate to it 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 captures things in other mediums that have that have not been captured. What do you mean? Like, again, that feeling of an art. Like we've seen movies about artists or you know creators. And we don't, you know, Whiplash. They even dive in into it a little bit, but they don't really center the movie about it. When Whiplash, when he breaks up with his girlfriend, and she's like, he's like. Yeah, but it's because you're going to distract me. Because yeah. you're doing nothing with your life. You're in college with an undeclared major. That scene is heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, it, they dive into a little bit of it, but Mother really, you know, that's the entire movie. Again, in my eyes, that's the entire film. That's what the entire film's trying to say. I guess. And I think like, that's very... I don't know. I give love it or hate it. I'm like, you gotta give kudos to it. You gotta go like... Yeah, that's something that has not been told. I feel like that's part of the reason why Moonlight was so great. It's a story like that isn't really told, especially in our mainstream culture. And like, so it was just so good. Yeah, it was. Ooh, God. Ooh. <laughs> I can't say his name. Mahershala. Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Yeah. I can never say his name. Mahershala. I'm such a. <laughs> I'm so white. Uh, I can't say that. But I love him to death. But I just, I really... He would be a good... He would have been good in this movie. He would have been a good... I mean, Javier Bardem was great was in this. Was great, but like... But Mahershali he would have been really would good have been in this, so too. good. Yeah, we're Now I want to make a different movie. Can we have Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Chastain? Jessica Chastain. Oh, no, it's Charlize Theron. <laughs> uh, yeah, Charlize Theron and Mahershali. I Starring just, in Sam Bannigan's remake of Mother. I would love to see that. I would really love to see that. Sam, 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 Sammy, Sam. Yeah, Sam I, I, I mean, like, I what get you, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I really do. I understand. And like, I understand you, as much as I might be patronizing. I get it. <laughs> like, I do not think this is, you know, Captain America Civil War, where everyone's supposed to love it. And on a quick tangent, I kind of like that about Mother. Whatever, like, maybe we'll talk about it eventually, maybe with Han Solo. Uh, Last Jedi. So I love Last Jedi. It's so good. Part of the reason why I love it so much is that so many people don't like it. I saw this real thing. I I saw someone on my Facebook sign like one of those uh, online petition things oh, to like oh. erase the Last Jedi from the Star Wars canon. Are you serious? Yeah. An Attack of the Clones exists. Yeah. That's a thing. They, no, I people swear to God, to get there lives. was like tens of thousands of signatures on this thing. I was like. Because I saw it, and I, it was like, sign, uh, help Jesse like get more signatures on this thing about The Last Jedi. And I was like, that's weird. So I clicked on it, and I read through it, and it was seriously this guy being like, they ruined Luke Skywalker's character. Let's We're petitioning Disney to erase Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, from the Star Wars canon, and to, do, to push back Episode Nine and to redo Episode Eight. Like in actual with actual canon, and to make and to like justify Luke Skywalker's does, character. Does all of Puerto Rico have power yet? No, and people are signing people this are petition. Tens of thousands of people <laughs> are signing this goddamn petition to erase 
What is arguably one of the best Star Wars movies? Like just all ever. Walks. It it's so good. Walks. Anyway, like there's the original trilogy, and there's the Last thing. Jedi. Like those are like the four best Star Wars movies ever. That's really a thing. that's a real thing that I that I saw. I'm not gonna lie to you. I barely knew the guy, so I unfriended him. Oh, okay. I would have. That could have been my. That could have been, been, been me. I was gonna say, yeah, it could have been you. I would have been like unfriended. Unfri- yeah, no, I unfriended him immediately because I was like, Sam, uh, don't you ever do don't something? You ever. <laughs> Give fifty dollars to the Red Cross, or I'm never talking to you again, <laughs> Andrew. God, okay. Yeah, like ridiculous. But like, I remember last year. I love Swiss Army Man, which I showed. So you. good. Uh, I like when films are divisive. Like, I love the Marvel movies. I love them, but those movies are made so, to be so loved. Everyone loves exactly yeah. when there's a movie that's like Mother Swiss Army Man L. But where I think it's like that you made some choices. I might not have liked it. And there are some films like that that I don't like. Where I'm like. I don't like it, but I respect it. Like, good for you for making it. At I think, least it exists. I, I, I mean, I think that's true of any art that's unapologetic. Uh-huh. And it's just, like, just exists. Like, um, Awaken My Love. Like, incredible album. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And Don Glover was just like, yeah, this is what I'm going to make. Love it or hate it. That's I realize it. That's a lot what of it people is. don't like that album. They right? just like, like so Bone. many people don't like they it. They just like Redbone. They like me and it. your mama and uh, Redbone. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And I'm like, that album is so good. Yeah, the album's not my favorite album. Gambino album, but like a damn good album. Also, like when one of those songs comes on, like Stand Tall. Ooh, Stand Tall, so good. It's real good. So good. And like, so I think I think that's just true of of any art. That's that's just like yeah, it exists. Take it or leave it. And I and I really like that in art. I love, like, I hate it when something is pandering to the audience, uh, which is a conversation we had around, like, uh, Groundhog Day, the musical, not the movie, because I love that. <laughs> but that musical. Or and, The Greatest Showman. <laughs> or The Greatest, oh my god. So there, and I would say most pop music nowadays, most, not all, most, there is this art that is trying to be liked and is trying to appeal and is trying to appease and please, everyone who watches it, listens to it, sees it. It's made by committee. It's, yeah, it's made by committee. It's made to just, like, how can we offend the least number of people? How can we, like, do all this stuff? And I think there's something to be said for a movie that just is there and just exists. Like, it's funny, because uh, I have an ad for Iceman Cometh, the Denzel Washington uh, Broadway show on my floor right now so uh, Fences that movie is just it exists it is there yeah I can totally guess someone hate it if, if someone hate they're probably very racist I don't think <laughs> it's 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 filmed like a pe- like a play so if someone oh, said it's so boring bad. I'd be like I get that you're not wrong but if you just <laughs> don't like Fences in general oh in general then, then I'm <laughs> like you have a problem um but like it just exists and it's just there for you to watch or not and I love that and I think that's really important in art and in storytelling to just exist um, going into other po- like mediums like podcasts like I, I listen to The Adventure Zone it's one of my favorite podcasts it's a Dungeon and Dragon well now it's like a role playing podcast with the Macro Brothers and uh, their father and it's amazing and it's like one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to the only problem I have with it is 
every once in a while I feel like they're pandering. Just a little bit. I feel like they joke when they shouldn't, and I feel like they add characters when they shouldn't be adding characters. Like, it doesn't feel truthful to the moment and to them and to what's going on. Every once in a while. I'm not saying all the all the time. I love those guys. I think they make some of the best content on the internet. Because um, it's just fun, and they aren't trying to tear anyone down. They're just having fun and goofing just off. Just having a good time. Having a good time, and I think that's really important um, for the world. Um, but I, I just every once in a while, I'm just like, that doesn't feel truthful. That doesn't feel like you're I telling this story in the way that it should be told. Which, maybe that's a problem with me. Maybe that's something I have to look at. But, like, I mean, The Greatest Showman, I feel, was very pandery. Uh-huh. But to go back to Mother and why? Sorry, I just said, yeah. The, <laughs> welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Andrew's face right now is so good. But yeah, from what I said about Mother, I just love you know. I do genuinely love this movie, but and I genuinely hate it. <laughs> but if I hated it, I feel like it's like what well, at least like it does. Someone exist. said like. This is what I want to make. I made it. Boom. Here you go. Yeah. You could hate it. Darren Aronofsky for sure as fuck did that. And he said that in the... You told me he said that at MoMA. Like, someone was like, did you know people were going to hate it? And he was like, did you watch the movie that I made? Like... Yeah, exactly. yeah, of course he understands what's going on. He said something along the lines. I told you this. He was like, uh, yeah, someone said it was the worst thing they've ever seen. I'm like... That's that's not. True. That's kind of rude to say. <laughs> it was like that's not true, but even if it is, hey. Uh, but yeah, at mother. least he wasn't like, you make a movie. Yeah, you go make a movie. Yeah, you yeah. go make a movie and and make everyone love it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. At least he didn't do that. I could he, see anybody who made like a a movie that they were in love with and that was like their passion project. And then people hate and then it. People They're like, hate it. he was like, "Will you make it? You do it. You do something that you always naysaying." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do you like? Do you like my tenacious D reference? Oh, audience. Oh, do you audience. like it? I love you, Jack Black, and that other guy. I think Kyle? you're funny too. Uh, I just tenacious D. It's not my thing. Uh, but tenacious uh, D in the pick of destiny episode two. But <laughs> Sam, don't look at me like no, that. No, no, I just don't know what you're saying. That's why I'm looking at you like this. See, audience, aren't I looking at him like I would yeah. look at anyone else? Yeah. Anyway, Sam, <laughs> mother. Is this are, are we ending it? No, I feel I like it. Well, you have anything else to no, say? No, I thought you were going into another. No, I mean, like I felt like I had to. I I walked in knowing I wasn't going to convince you. To, much to like this one? exactly, yeah. Okay, there to will, the first oh, screening. I was oh, like, "What?" Oh no, there's some films that I'm gonna be like, "No, Sam, you're gonna like this movie." <laughs> this one, I like. Like, it's not for everyone. This movie, and I, I feel like every movie should be like that. This movie's not made for everybody. Yeah. There will be uh, movies like Mother, like Swiss Army Man. I showed my sister Swiss Army Man. Hated it. It's so good though. Hated it. It just wasn't for her. And that's what every movie should do. It should be divisive. We should all find... I I hate when people are like, yeah, my favorite movie is uh, uh, The Avengers. It's like, don't, I love Have you Avengers, watched movies? But like, come on. I feel the same way when someone says like, they like a band's like, most favorites like their most popular song that's a like great if, example if someone comes up uh, we're, I'm talking about all kinds of art that I'm into if someone like came up to me and 
they were like, oh yeah, I love the Wonder Years. And then I was like, oh, what's your favorite song? And they said, came out swinging. I would like just leave. Like I'm like, you don't no listen to their other shit. Like it's yeah. So yeah, but Sam, Andrew, Sam, I am. Do you hate that? I've never actually said that to you. Sam, I, I don't. Am. People call me Sam, I am all the time. Oh, uh, well, I think this is it. Well, come back. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, thanks. If you um, made it this far, thank you so much. Exactly. Uh, if, if you hate my voice, come and tell me. If you hate his voice, don't say that. That's rude. Um, <laughs> no, you can say it. Say whatever you want. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, this is the first episode of a, of a cool idea that we had a couple months ago. It's been a long time coming. I'm really happy that we finally did it. If you like exactly what we did, exactly don't, because things will change. Yes, yeah, this, this is the first episode. This is the first episode. We have some ideas for what we're going to do. Uh, we're hoping to do this every other week. Every other week, I, feel I like think, is fair. is where we're going to be at for for a while. Uh, I start school uh, next week, so I don't know what my schedule is going to be like. Um, it, it, it's just whatever. So yeah, we're hoping every other week we do this. Um, thank you so much again for listening. Yes, from the bottom of, of my. Both of our hearts. Of, well, it can be the bottom of your heart and the tippy top of mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> that was an Again, odd pause. Um, uh, my name is Sam Bannigan. My you name can is find Andrew me. Thomas. Oh, it, oh, I thought we. Oh, are we plugging ourselves? I'm gonna. I mean, I was All going right, to. Cool. I actually don't know any of my handles by the top of my head. <laughs> uh, I, my name is Sam Bannigan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm um, the Human Thumb on pretty much everything. Uh, so you can check me out or just Google my name, maybe. I'll probably pop up. Uh, this has been Welcome Back. Yeah, oh, well, I'm Andrew Thomas. Uh, I'm going to come back with a uh, uh, my Twitter handles and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, uh, you can find me at thomas 633 at gmail.com. So just email me <laughs> if you really want to talk to me. I think that's it. your Instagram handle. I think it's oh, at thomas 633 But come on, email me. I'm not afraid. I'll just change my email. Uh... <laughs> That's such a hassle. That is a hassle. You should not have put your email. I'm not going to cut it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll cut it do if it. you want me to. Do it. Do it. Email me. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is this has been Welcome Back. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Again, we've said thank you a million times. We don't have a closer, so yeah, we're we going to have one soon. Hopefully. Maybe not soon. Maybe like in like... We'll come up with like a good line, like um, the my brother, my brother and me thing of... Uh, Kiss your dad square on the lips, oh, and then really? their outro music plays. Yeah, I think it's funny. I listen um, to this podcast pretty much it. There's just, just that's pretty much it. That's good, but that's like their title. Exactly. We can't say "Welcome back" at the end. And welcome back. 